Hey, it's Marcus, and you're listening to Just Be Frank. I know I won't be stuck forever. I, cause all I want to be is better. Marcus, we're so happy to have you on the show. Thanks so much for being here. My first question for you, do you think women deserve respect? <laughs> Absolutely not, under no circumstances. You know, and I'm really Should glad a woman you asked ever. Are you actually going to ask me misogynist questions? No. Oh, well. Okay. Was that like a joke or is that Okay, so here's my next question for you. Not including your mom, a girlfriend, or anyone related to you, can you name three women who you look up to and respect? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so first of all, the first woman who I really respect is Mother Teresa. And I'll explain oh, why. Mother Teresa, I believe... <laughs> is she's a really good role model for women everywhere and she has very traditional values so what mother did she teresa do? Oh, yeah what did she do uh, does anybody know guys do you guys want to hear about mother teresa or would you like to to speak over me i feel like you don't for, know what she did i kind of don't know what she did well she she's she teaches like catholic moral principles like didn't she just, just like very... get marcus panicked Okay, Marcus, you've had plenty of time to procrastinate. What's number two? Um, Kesha. Desperately thinking. Kesha? <laughs> no, Kesha. Yeah. Right, so it's like, who do you look up to? Do you want to be a Catholic good girl trophy wife? Or do you want to be Kesha? You wake up in the morning and brush your teeth with Jack Daniels. Mother Teresa is the trophy wife? Something for everybody. Wait, well, why is Mother Teresa <laughs> the trophy Have you seen her? She's gorgeous. <laughs> is she? Okay, what's number three? Yeah. Uh, Monica, Monica Lewinsky. I love that okay. answer. Those were good answers. Okay, now uh, I would like all of that to be erased off the podcast and oh, just um, scrap no. everything and just scrap <laughs> everything and then we'll talk about like random No, hold on. I'm going to ask you guys like some this, this... questions. Do you want kids? My take on kids is that they're expensive, they're rude, they're annoying, they're like a hindrance in every capacity of your life as like an individual. Um, it's like impossible to be a professional and be a mother at the same time and like balance everything. Like every rational and like logical like way that you look about having children is just like the worst. Like it sucks. Like it's not good yeah. for you. <clears throat> also like the world is ending. So I don't really see the need to like perpetuate my gene pool. Like I'm good on that kind of. Do you think a woman also, can be happy without being a mother? Do you think? Do you think? Wait, about, can I think answer that? the question? Can I answer the question first? Um, okay. <laughs> um, however, I love children. I think they're like a ama- like, despite all of like the logical, like objectively, like hard, like you can't argue with it, like truths about like, if you look at things from like a financial aspect, like. It's it's just like it's just it, 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 it's not good. It's not things don't look good. <laughs> so do but you like, want kids or no? But something in with within your genes, within like you as an animal, as like like literally evolved to have this drive to want to have children. There's no reason for it. I don't really want to want to have children. I would rather like 
adopt like there's so many kids that need like families and like there's no reason for me to like contribute to like the overpopulation like have children like everything about having kids doesn't make fucking sense like there's already kids that need homes like like you might have a child that like has special needs like like there's kids that like need adopting and whatever but like there's like a part of you that like defies all reason and logic that just wants to like have a child with someone that you love like there's just like that part of you i feel like yeah, so don't I don't you think I, a mother's bond to a child is more powerful you, than Marcus. somebody who would adopt Shut a baby. Up. See, you're doing that annoying thing where instead of just saying, "No, for context." I've... Wait, Emily, can you please? I think Marcus, it's a fair doing... point. I, I know. I stopped talking. No, I'm just saying you're doing that thing where instead of just saying "I've heard" or like "I think this," you're posing it in a question. Like, if you think that, just say that. You don't have to ask me. I'll say it however I want, and I want to hear your response to it. Wait, what was the question? He asked if a woman can be happy without kids, and I will answer that. I don't want kids ever, and I already know that. For, like, I know that for a fact. I think, like, that's having probably kids good. is, like, gross. Why'd you say that's good? Well, oh, you mean just, like, in it, like, from, like, a societal standard? Like, it is. No, like, I've just seen you drive. Yeah, you think okay. you're going to feel the same way in 20 years? Probably. That's what my dad says. And, like, I'll, honestly, Marcus, I'll bet you $100 that I don't have kids by the time I'm 40. Only $100? That'll be good. I'll bet you five thousand, but I don't know. I don't know how rich you'll be. I don't know if I'll be able to afford it. Actually, one of kids, so I probably won't be able to. But <laughs> that's a good point. Anyway, no, I just it. like, dude, it's so gross when you say that because it's just like I'm a 23 year old woman. Like, if I don't, if I don't like, if I already know for sure that like kids gross me out and I don't want them, like, if even if I change my mind, like, should I still even have that? Like, like what could you know what I mean? Like. Well, you just because then I don't have a kid, and out, I would regret so... it for the rest of my life. It's not like it's not like this be, thing that like. What about it? Like, are you asking like what about it? Like, I wouldn't like or like what? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, everything that comes with a kid, like you know, n- canceling plans. Like, I don't feel like ripping my vagina now. open. Okay, that's a fair point. I literally point. like. No, like, dude, like, I mean, if you had to like birth a baby, like, out of like the tip of your penis, like, would you like? You know what I mean? Like, it'd probably just be like, no, like, I'm good. Okay, it's like so to that, that part of it, and then I also just like, what? Like, would you ever adopt? Basically, yeah, I've considered it, but it would definitely be something that I would not think about right now. But also, though, like, I probably wouldn't because I also just don't think I'd be a very good mom. Like, I just am very much like a me person, and I also just know that if I did adopt, like, if I had like a partner who was doing it with me, I just know that like. If I had a male partner, like, going by, like, the odds, I would be the one doing the majority of the work. And so I just wouldn't have time for my own shit. I don't really feel like devoting. I don't feel like putting my life on hold for someone else for 18 years. Yeah. I think that's, like, not that uncommon. Yeah. Kind of a new mindset, right? That's changed with the generations. For sure. Yeah question is is it a good thing or a bad thing or it could be in between i don't think it has to be good or bad it's just like a personal decision if somebody's happy then they're happy it doesn't affect anybody else whether or not emily has kids you know well the happiness is exactly what i would be questioning it would be are the individuals who that do this happy in the long run i don't know you'd have to ask somebody who's done it in the long run but i mean to be fair if emily wanted oh my god if Emily ever wanted to change her mind, she could always adopt. 
Like, there's always that option. It's not like she's frozen out of, like, ever having children. Like, if she were at a point where she was successful and, like, that's a valid option for her. It's not like if she chooses not to right now at age 23, she can never go back on that. Like, people are always evolving. People are always changing. Who knows? Like, maybe she'll change her mind. But it's just, like, I mean, back, back in, for context, back in the days, like, people used to have kids before they were 20. Like, we would be considered old, and I'm perfectly happy without children. But somebody back then might be like, how could you be happy without children? Okay, I'm 25. I don't have kids. I'm, I'm great. I'm thriving. So it's, like, it's all about, like, what you're basing, like, your whole, like, opinion off of, like, what's, like, considered normal in society, I guess. But, like, that could change in 10 years. It's not about, like, the biological drive. It's just about, like, what society expects of you. And I also just, like... In general, though, like, if I see a scene on TV of just, like, like, not even, like, not even, like, giving birth, but it's also just, like, if I see, like, shit on TV, like, a scene of, like, a woman, like, holding, like, a newborn, it just, like, grosses me out because it's just, like, (laughs) it's just, like, it's not even, like, no, I'm serious. It's just, like, the fact that it's just, like, romanticized, like, the fact that you think there is, like, an inherent motherly bond that you don't have because you're you're a father that like shit like makes me mad and it grosses me the fuck out because i promise like like there isn't something inherent about me that's different than you marcus uh i i i would have to disagree i would i honestly disagree disagree mentioned katie mentioned uh she was basically equating an adopted child to one somebody would birth or have a biological connection to, like a mother or father. I would argue uh, that there's a much closer bond and an inherent love that comes with birthing or fathering a child that doesn't compare to adopting. You know, Um, it's so interesting that you say that, Marcus. And I would also say the mother, the image of the mother and the infant is, it should, like, trigger something in you that this is the most precious thing ever we have to protect Ugh. this we cherish this this is but what you know our, this is what we're humanity is is based around so say that somebody switched your baby in the hospital with a random baby and you didn't know mm. and you brought home that baby <laughs> thinking it was your own offspring and like the love and yeah. bond or whatever but it isn't like i would argue that that's just like individual like don't personally i feel like if you gave me somebody's random newborn and like from that that child six weeks old and it's like you're a mom that like you're their mom like i know myself and i would really consider myself like their mom the same as like you adopting a kitten or a puppy like you don't really think about like their actual mom you're their parent you raised them you've known them since they were like a baby like they're your baby like i know myself and I would feel, like, very attached and, like, very, like, connected. But maybe you wouldn't. And the reason I was going to say it's interesting, so basically my point is, like, it might vary from person to person. Like, I, I can say for myself, if I adopted a child as an infant, I would very much consider it, like, my own child. Like, I would have no issue with that whatsoever. If I adopted, like, a 10-year-old, 12-year-old, sure, I would feel, like, some distance from them. Of course, I didn't raise right. them. Like, they're not. But um, also, it's just interesting. Like, although dads supply like the genetic material for a baby physically to you it doesn't really matter whether it's like you have no physiological like 
stake in the pregnancy. Like it's only the mom carrying the baby. So the mom could take home the, their own baby. The mom could take home a random baby. And like the dad didn't carry it. Like it's kind of like only up like what, how the mom feels about like the attachment because the dad isn't the one carrying it. Like the dad supplies the genetic material like months earlier, but like, you know, people come in each other all the time and they have no attachment to like the semen. Yeah, they, like, I completely agree. Do you know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm like, on the mother's connection, really. I mean, yeah. And I, I would just say it's, it's like, like individual. If you adopted, even if you adopted an infant child, uh, like a newborn, I think you made a fantastic point. It's a lot different than if you were to adopt a two month old or a one year old or a 10 year old. It would be it, a mother who birthed it already has nine months together. And it's talk about intimacy. What does intimacy mean to you? I mean, that is just about as intimate as it goes. I mean, you're literally yeah. like one being at, at a point. Thinking but you know what's interesting is that like, sometimes there's people that like give birth to their child and then like at nine months, like they give birth and then they have their baby. Like I've heard about this. Like women just like look at this and they're like, this is an alien. Like this doesn't. That's how like, I would feel. Yeah. Some people don't fact. even. Yeah. Some people well, don't even feel attached to their baby. Who, who like would like throw away their baby in a dumpster or something? No, Marcus, like I want to talk to you for a sec. Like literally like I have nightmares. Like my biggest nightmare is getting pregnant. Like, I have nightmares about, like, going through the nine months, hating the pregnancy, and I have the kid, and it looks nothing like me. I don't relate to it. It's screaming all the time. We don't connect. And I'm just, like, and I just fall into a depression. I have these nightmares, like, that recur, like, a couple times a month. Which is, like, the most common situation. Yeah. What's the most common situation? Because I would say I I don't believe that is. I mean, most people, most people, well, postpartum depression is, I don't think that's what she just Postpartum, yeah, that's part of it. I know that if I got the symptoms of postpartum depression are connecting with her child. The symptoms of postpartum depression are when Marcus. The symptoms of postpartum depression are that you feel isolated, you feel removed, you feel like you can't connect, and a, a large part of that is feeling a like you're a bad mother because you don't connect with the baby. Like new mothers feel so much shame. It's very common. It's not really talked about. You might not know if you're not like a female. Like I I don't like, it's just something that like I know about because like I'm a woman. Like I feel like you just hear these things of like, it's very common to feel shame and like a new mom because you just resent the baby and you don't feel a connection to it. And sometimes it takes like a year or two for that child to like develop their personality a little bit and to be able to talk and like say funny things or do funny things because an infant, let's face it, they don't do fucking anything except make your life miserable. They scream, they wake up, they need, they're uh, hungry, see, they need to be the, changed. Like, But that's where you're wrong. I mean, an infant does nothing but make your life miserable. I, I mean, why are we talking like animals? Like, like, there's no love to be had in having a newborn infant. It's not like the happiest day of your life. Having them born, bringing them home, you know, loving them as soon as they come out. The immeasurable bond and connection you feel to something that you have no experience with. But you're missing the point. I'm saying that some people don't feel that. You're saying, oh, you do always feel that. And I'm saying that some people don't. And they experience, Marcus, I'm saying that some people don't. Is you never have, (laughs) you live in fear? I mean, you can make this argument for anything in life. Stop yelling at me. No, it needs to get spicy. We're literally saying that some women are comfortable not having children and that it's very common for women to feel like, 
shameful or have negative emotions, even though it's supposed to be, quote unquote, the happiest time of their life. And exactly what you're saying is why so many women feel shame about feeling resentment or feeling unhappy when they take their newborn home, because it should be on paper, the happiest time of your life, you're supposed to be connecting with this baby. But in reality, you're sleep deprived. They're always crying about something. They're always hungry. Yes, of course, you love them. They're your child. But like the day to day, like reality of motherhood is very different than how Emily said earlier, the romanticized image that we see on TV and movies and shows of like quiet, cute, sleeping babies that are always clean. It's not like that. Right. I, I mean, I think it's pretty well known. I mean, it's not a, it's not a secret, but the point is, is are you going to let the downside or the what ifs of anything in life stop you from living life? For me, I mean, yeah, I think it's individual. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not going to have a child because I'm worried I'll become depressed afterwards and not love my but child. But is that also or just because you, I'm not going like, to have Marcus, a child because in I'm general. worried about them having a disability? Or, I mean, that's a valid where reason. Line, where yeah. does the line get drawn, though? I mean, it's well, like, also, Marcus, like, do you, Marcus, in general, do you want a kid? Yes. Okay, well, there you go. Some yeah. people don't. Some no, people fine. Do I'm, I'm not trying to persuade you into having a child or like changing your mind about it. I'm just saying to each your own. And if you don't want it, God bless you. But that I isn't what you've said at all. <laughs> you literally haven't said that at all. Me and Emily are both, me and Emily are both saying like some women don't want to, like everybody's different and you haven't said you're their own. All I've, all. All I've now... done is ask questions to make you think, what if it's, I'm being very open-minded and I'm just seeing your thoughts on it. That's it. You said you've, you've said what? things that are very strong, like babies only ruin your life. Like, let's face it, they're terrible. For some and people, it doesn't always come on. Those those uh, statements. That's it. I okay. It's individual. That's that's what it boils down to. Marcus claiming he's been on the to each their own argument the entire time. Marcus claiming that he's Absolutely. very open minded. Extremely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, new topic. All right, let me see what else we got. Wow, it went on longer than I planned. <laughs> oh, guys. Oh, gang. What? Sports fans. Ooh, okay, here's one. Um, do we think fighting in a relationship is healthy or do you think it should be avoided? What are you talking about? Of course. Marcus and I just yelled at each other. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Okay, let me find no, a new I mean, listen. I beat Marcus every day and we're healthier than we've ever been. Katie, please stop. I Marcus, support I'm coming. Violence. Marcus, I'm coming. I have to get a Heineken. Don't look at me. I'm not home. I ran out to get a boba tea. What? You mean beans? And why don't you want him to look at you? Wait, you actually left? Where are you? Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> What are your thoughts on threesomes? Pass. <laughs> what are your thoughts on date online dating slash like Tinder or Bumble? <clears throat> oh. <laughs> <clears throat> Not juicy enough. Keep on going. Oh, can the opposite sex be best friends with you? That was a horrible no. way of asking that. So Marcus, you personally couldn't be best friends with the opposite sex, or like as a rule, it's it's not possible. Uh, listen, nothing's, there's never absolutes. You just have to speak in general, like generalities and generally speaking, no. 
So you're saying not just for you, though. But I'm just curious about, like, if it's yeah, for you because you don't... Me. Speaking okay. for society, I'm, I'm the man of the people. <laughs> I think that it would be harder to be... Like, the question is best friends, and I think it would be harder to be best friends with someone because... I get it, yeah. like, obviously depend on the situation. I think you could obviously be friends with someone of the opposite sex, but I feel like your best, best friend, friends? I would. I don't know if I'd want my boyfriend or, like, husband or whatever like, having all of his secrets, like, with another woman, like, at the same time as, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Right. Right. Like, friends, of course. Yeah, I like that take, Emmy. Like, friends, yes. Best yeah. friends, back well, off, bitch. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, back how much off. would either one of you be able to relate very closely like best friend level share that intimacy with them uh well, i think best friends e- I, I mean i think people equals people i don't think it's that different but i just think out of respect to your partner like wait i, I i'm confused know. by what you said marcus what did you say well i'm saying there's a time where especially girls you guys share intimate stuff with each other and because it's yeah. a woman it's a lot easier to do now, if somebody's already a really good friend, you could argue that it would be easy to share stuff with them anyway, but there's always that that wall, that tension there. You know, I mean, in your own personal lives, like, how close have you gotten to guy friends? Like, are they even close to BFF? Honestly, I've gotten really close. That's actually kind of a good point, because I have gotten really, really close to guy friends, but I think it also came from a place of, like, insecurity and, like, just during, like, a pick-me era of my life. So I'm also kind of suspicious about people who's like not people maybe i don't know i guess i'm kind of just projecting and then the the follow-up question would be do you think he would be interested in making it more than friends on a romantic level and then would you were you also open to that if it ever happened you know i don't think that needs to be part of it if it's if we're talking about opposite sexes it doesn't just have to be a part about it a part of it it is it that's that's the part of it it's the entire. Well, I'm just saying. I feel like I. You can usually tell if someone's interested. Like you, you really can. And like, so I yeah, feel like I that's not like a best friend. I think you can. Like, and, but I think if you're genuinely you not can. attracted to each other, like, and you're if you're genuinely not attracted to each other, and if you're genuinely like not dating anyone, then I would say yes. But how do you know you're not attracted to each other, Emily? In this mate, in this imaginary scenario, what if you're both just like objectively like like attractive people and your best friends like how do you know like because i feel like there's a chemistry i feel like you can feel it i don't know like right uh i mean you it's not like a secret it's kind of like a cliche like a guy who's friends with a girl and or a girl who's friends with a guy well yeah it goes both (laughs) ways but the guy is the one who the girl looks at him as absolutely just a friend knows there's nothing there has no feelings for him isn't even physically attracted to him the guy however uh, although he may not make moves because he's really slow or shy, like slow around girls, but is, is the picture I'm painting something you've seen a bunch of times throughout life? Cause I know I have. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But I feel like the girl isn't like oblivious and I feel like that's like not, he's like, not saying the girl's oblivious, but like, I think girls are like, we kind of think that like, if something's been established, like we don't really think about it anymore. Like, I feel like. I don't know. It's honestly such a complex topic and like it is so yeah. problematic and like I feel like it could be like I could see it being like such a big issue in a relationship if like going into a relationship that person was already like quote unquote best <clears throat> friends with somebody of the opposite sex but now you're dating and you're like I'm uncomfortable with this. Like I don't yeah, even that know. Happened it's, to me such a, it's such a yeah, messy well, situation. Yeah. Well it's 
this whole conversation I've assumed at least, and I'm assuming you guys have also assumed that both of these people are straight. Yeah. Now let's now let's make the guy gay. Well, then yeah, it's really fine because there's no attraction. If the guy's totally gay, what does that say to us? So then, what does that say to us? What do you mean? Well, once you remove the sexual aspect, it's it's okay. Like it's a green light. Yeah, I feel like we've known that. The only thing holding us back here is the sexual tension. Yes, you know what's interesting is it. It kind of begs the question of like what what is like a romantic like partner like what what's the difference truly between like a best friend of the opposite sex and like a romantic partner the difference is only that yeah the only difference is that you like add sex to it so if like Uh, i don't know about that there's uh (laughs) what is wait what does that mean what do you mean what's the difference then well i'll I'll explain it to you right now i i have friends (laughs) best friends who I wouldn't come to, I wouldn't open up to certain things about or discuss certain issues with them. And your romantic partner is somebody that you can do that with. In my opinion, I have. Well, I think it's different for guys and girls. I treat them differently. I I definitely think it's different for guys and girls. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say that it's definitely girl. Women friends are like, I kind of feel bad. I kind of feel bad that men will like, the majority of men will never know like the magic of like women friendships. Like it's truly like soulmate level, like mm. understanding and like compassion, like empathy. And like, there's no wall. Like it really is like such a, like really special, like magical thing that like, I would you get to experience that, in life. And I think bro, something else that's like hard is better. Like not having that. Like when I meet my, what up my friends, we're not talking about. Okay, shit. Marcus, but hold on. Let me like kind of read you something. Um, but it's not always about drama, though. It's just, like, it's like just something also real- that's hard is that I've had guy best friends before, like, in the past, and I was, like, just in, like, a very, like, pick-me phase of my life. He doesn't know what pick-me means. Oh, pick-me? So there's, like, kind of, like, an era of just, like, every single movie you watch in, like, the 2000s, like, the guy's always, like, telling the girl, you're not like other girls. So, like, growing up, there's kind of this, like, all these girls are, like, trying to, like, be into stuff that guys are into not trying to like trying to basically like it's being misogynistic against their own gender they're trying to like go against the girly girl shit because they want to appeal to like a man this so like, for example of, like not being other girls yeah so a pick me girl might like drink beer and then make fun of other girls for only drinking wine a or she girl might, like yeah would, would eat a hot would eat a hot dog when other girls eat salads but it's it's like a performative thing in front of guys to make it seem like she's cool yeah Wow. So I'm saying, like, that was, like, kind of an era of my life that, like, is gross, but, like, that's just, like, something that happened because, like, that was, like, a thing that, like, a lot of people, like, fed into. But um, but the guys that I was, that I was like, best friends with in that period, they don't know what it's like to, like, open up ever. And so then they just, like, start seeing you as, like, a therapist of kinds, and you have to, like, take care of them. And so, it, like, it honestly, like, you might not see it as a problem or, like, you might think that your way is better. But then when you start having these, like, deeper relationships, like, it can almost, like, be challenging for the one person that you dump everything onto. And also, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, Marcus, like, we can both agree, like, our relationship is so special. Like, we've both seen each other, like, have really bad days and, like, be really vulnerable. And, like, those moments to me are, like, what makes me love you even more. Like, I never walk away from those. I mean, sure, we have fights and whatever. Like, there's drama sometimes. But, like, I think it's important to keep in mind that, like, 
we have really tough emotional days and then we have great days and we have days that are in between. And like when you have like a female friend, like I'm saying the magic of that isn't that you're sitting around crying. It's all those in-between moments that can range from like across the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Whereas in male relationships, what you're saying you love so much about it is that it's limited to like one part of the spectrum. But then the irony is that you go home and you're venting about all of your like deep emotional turmoil to one person, your wife, and that's your one outlet. And like, I've said, I've said this a lot and like, this is super controversial and like, you know, I'm sure people have opinions on this, whatever, but like men, it's, it's so ironic that like guys don't want to go to therapy, but like their entire lives, they only let out their emotions to their mom and then yeah, to one woman. And so women are like emotionally like crutching men through life and men never want to like, take responsibility for like their own emotional like like health basically it's always put on a woman and like Hmm. i don't know it's like it's interesting i gotta say i i don't i really can't speak on this because i don't feel like i've ever trauma dumped somebody i don't think i like i don't go through life saying to myself i need to release to somebody i don't have these grand releases things are going pretty good like you're very like upbeat and optimistic and that's true like I'm your girlfriend and you've never done that to me but I'm I'm kind of speaking to like a larger like just in general you know what I mean yeah yeah I guess it's true I could definitely see why it's true yeah I mean (laughs) I mean yeah coddled by mommy I guess but I mean listen like I said before it's not that me and my friends don't have uh it's not like we don't we can't come to each other with these things like I've had friends cry in my arms you know I mean it's like my girlfriend was that about? Died. We're not trying to like my, invalidate my, your relationship with like my dad's dead, or my this person's in the hospital, or I'm going through this really rough time, or you know, we'll talk about serious issues over beers. I just got this diagnosis, or I I didn't anything from you know I got I, I didn't get accepted into this program or this job, you know. But it's not. It's have uh, you ever like? But during those extreme. like talks, like, I'm just gonna ask you something real quick. Like, during those talks, I'm sure, like, I, I'm not trying to, like, invalidate your relationship with your guy best friends or other relationships with guys and their friends. Because, like, it's not saying that those relationships are superficial. Like, I'm sure they're real. I know they're real. And, like, they do mean something. But have you ever just, like, craved, like, a hug or just, like, or have been hugged by, like, Katie or something that you can't get from, like, another guy? And, like, it feels good to, like, be able to just, like, have Be that. so vulnerable and be, like, a little kid almost, like... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I've told my guy best friends, I love you. And I've been told I love you too. And there's no awkwardness in that moment because it's what's needed there. Like, I'm here for you now. You know, I mean, that might be something that was crazy to do 20, 30 years ago. Maybe because at the same time, people, they would have thought it was like a, you know, very anti-gay thing. It would have been like you're, you're. They would have called you like derogatory terms for it, like don't yeah. be gay or something like that. But uh, I mean, there's. Yeah. I'm it's looking also... at my boy. Like there's, we, we're both very sure about ourselves. There's nothing. You know, I mean, we're we're human beings. That's it. And people I go think, through things like you know, death in the yeah. family and stuff. Yeah, there is I definitely. Mean, granted, there's I... very few friends that are in that <laughs> close circle, but. Yeah. Um, you have really good friends though, Marcus. Like you really do have like like I always think this about your group of friends, is that like individually, like I don't even know like 
like it's kind of like an odd assortment of people like it's very random feeling but like you guys all really like accept each other for like who you are and like even their flaws like are it's kind of like openly talked about like oh he's this way or she's that way and like you kind of all like rag on each other it's out in the open but like that just goes to show that like you would really accept and like love your friends like through like as they are like for who they are but also what i was going to say about what you were just saying about like um 20 20 years ago like that would have been different in like the gay community i really do think there's like something that we're kind of like not addressing here and there is like definitely like a fear of being perceived as gay and like that's very like that's not a thing for girls like being gay for girls is like a hot thing like being like like lesbian sex is like considered like hot to the opposite sex where are girls are straight girls ever sitting alone and watching gay sex probably like not like no (laughs) you know Mm, (laughs) so like I, i think i've never in my entire life ever felt I, I don't even know how to word this. I've never, like, worried about Well, if you being, looked on Pornhub, lesbian sex is more popular than gay Emily, sh- sex. No, I mean, I, I agree with Sorry. that. No, I mean, I think that's just... Yeah, lesbian sex is... Being perceived as gay. Shit. I've never been worried about being perceived as gay, ever, no. And even if somebody thought I was gay, I honestly wouldn't Yeah. Like, well, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that there's there's never, a larger... <laughs> there's a larger thing at play in society where, like if men are really close, like, I just feel like women, it's, how do I want to put this? Like, it, it just in general, it's less, like, it's less taboo for women to be, like, very, very, very open and, like, friendly, even physically, like, emotionally, like, everything about women is, like, considered, like, acceptable by society to be, like, intimate. Whereas men, there's definitely, like, boundaries, and I kind of think, like, somehow it's extended into like emotions like beyond mm-hmm. just like physical boundaries so uh, just a thought to like consider yeah yeah i think men don't don't uh show their emotional side they they bury stuff deep down deep, and they kind deep. of they bring they they bear it with them yeah um they, they they don't really talk about it yeah and then it bottles up and then it pops right and then it's like for what like, who have you been saving? Because you kind of ruin everyone's life when you pop, you know? Like, who, for what have you been, mm-hmm. like, protecting people from? Like, I think, you know, there's definitely a balance. And I think, well, like, I mean, Marcus... kind of like, you know, I mean, in a way, they're like victims for that. It's kind of like a societal thing, you know? They feel like they can Oh, can't. 100%. And that's like, if, if I ever have kids, if I ever have boys, like, I'm going to encourage, like, I'm going to really try to, like, actively go against that grain of society of, like, it's okay to cry, like... You should, like, feel bad, like, feel sad, like, all these things, like, I kind of, like, also am a big believer in, like, the rhetoric that you use to, like, speak with children, like, even at the preschool where I work, like, I really try to go out of my way to tell, like, it's so, stu- it sounds so stupid, like, what is it even doing, but, like, I, and nobody even knows that I'm doing it, like, I just <laughs> do it because I believe in it, but, like, I'll tell these preschool, I'll tell these preschool girls that are four years old, like, if we're just coloring or something, I'll be like, you're so determined. You're so persistent. You're so intelligent. Mm. And I really go, I really go out of my way to try and use, like, describing words of people that are, like, scientists, engineers, like, really, like, awesome, hard, like, like, male-dominated, like, things. And then with God, like, with the little boys, I'll be like, 
I'll really like ask them how they're doing and like talk about their feelings and be like, I noticed you're feeling like disappointed that somebody took your toy from you. Like that was really upsetting. Like I'm really, I can see why you would like, I really try to like mitigate like the effect that like society is inevitably going to have on them. And like, I know it's stupid. Like it's probably not even doing anything because I see them for like 30 minutes a week, but it's like when I have my own children, like I really think it's important to try your very best to mitigate like the negative effects that are on both sides on, on on little girls and little boys. Like there's shit to like yeah. try and combat actively. I think kids will just grow up the way they're going to grow up and the, let the cards Yikes. land where they land. And that's it. That's not what I want to hear from a potential 100%. father. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to beat my kids. And if they get Listen, upset about it, that's on them. No. Like Marcus is so low key problematic. Adults. No. I, I'm just, <laughs> oh my God. I, <laughs> my son picks up a doll so what he picked up a doll let him play with the doll that's are you gonna are you gonna have the dolls in the house for him to get excuse me um i guess so i mean that's a good question my little I mean, brother yeah Derek, are you, that's what i'm saying though he, it can't always be up to the up. kid you're well you're yeah no, curating I mean, their environment it would, i guess it would start at the toy store right like hey can i get this and he comes up to you with a barbie but are they deciding every single toy that they come when you go to the, when they come home as infants aren't you aren't you gonna choose the toys that they're gonna have and what are you picking uh, I would probably go a traditional route of boy. I'm going to paint the room blue, and he's going to get traditional. I mean, I feel like uh, infant toys. And there's are, that setting them up. Not... That's not just how they are. Like that, nothing ever can just be kind of how you are. But you can set them up to have equal opportunities. Yeah, well, I would argue a teddy bear can go either way. Like, <laughs> sure. Then get a generation. Like, my, my, my newborn <laughs> child has a teddy bear. Like, is this? Is this... So much. Am I Wait, indoctrinating like, the child? Who like, was who was arguing against the teddy pair? In your head, in your head, what am I bringing that's home? So that's funny. the question. That's the question because, like, I'm bringing home a teddy bear for my son. Like, am I forcing him to be masculine? There's the question. No, but it's something to think about. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, are you only buying him masculine? Like, considered like boy toys does he actually have a fair chance to choose is he actually choosing himself or is that what you're choosing is he's he's playing in the basement with a bunch of toys that you bought for him and there's no dolls for him to choose with is that really him choosing his own path is bringing home a toy truck to a young boy damaging or no or or are you giving him a chance (laughs) well no but listen my question is then (laughs) or are you giving him the same chance you're talking about to see if he enjoys the truck I think Emily's just saying, like, what if I bring the go... truck home and he doesn't touch it? Then maybe oh, I'll consider something else. Marcus, really it's not even over, like, so much about the. Ch- it's not even so much about the toys. It's really, Katie, go ahead, just say what you're gonna say. I think Emily's just trying to say that, like, say you have like kitchen toys, you have like a broom toy, you have a baby doll toy, you have truck toys, you have all of these toys, and if they have equal access to all of these things then none of them become gendered because they're all just toys. And, like, that's their exposure to them. And, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with bringing home a truck the same way that there's not anything wrong with, like, bringing home blocks. It's just about, like, intentionally as a parent knowing your biases and acknowledging them and trying to, like, actively counteract them because you want your child to, like, be better than you are. Like, I think that's the only point. If if that's not why you're having kids... Then, yeah. then you shouldn't be a father. You should really try to, like, provide this child with the chance to be, like, 
the best possible version of themselves. And to me, and that's, that's a different concept to everyone. But to me, I, I believe that you can be the most authentic, genuine version of yourself if you've been provided with like all of the opportunities possible. And so whether like, whether or not like that kid even wants to play with the baby doll, they have the choice. They could. And like, also, I just think that like, this is like kind of a side tangent, but like, I think that it's really important for little boys to play with baby dolls and like household toys and like to play house and to play like hospital and to like do all these like role playing things in, um, because a lot of times it's just little girls that like play house and like are mimicking these like domestic duties that like are inevitably gonna like come to them throughout life. Like they're already playing out the role of like a feminine, like an oppressed female basically. And so I think it's kind of like important to like encourage little boys to also take care of baby dolls, to also play house. Like I'm not saying there's anything wrong inherently with those games. I'm just saying like, we shouldn't push those only on little girls. Like little boys should also be encouraged to like, pretend to sweep, pretend to do dishes, pretend to take care of baby dolls. Like those things, they don't seem like a big deal, but they slowly kind of like, like kids are sponges. Like they subconsciously plant seeds that like little boys like can do those things too. And men can take care of babies and men can do like housework. Like I, it, it starts with those kinds of things. And like, I just think it's important to like think deeply, very deeply about what subliminal messages you're sending to your child. And I don't think we're saying anything is wrong because it's so individual. If you don't really care, if you don't really give a fuck, if your kid plays with baby dolls or not, then you're not going to give your kid a baby doll. But like, I personally would want to like have that in the area and like encourage them to like rock it and kiss it and put it to sleep because like, that's what good people do to like children. Like I want them to like be nurtured in that way. Yeah, I agree. I don't think anything you've said is uh, negative or damaging to a child in any way. And I would also say all three of my younger brothers have shown interest in them in those things naturally. Like, yeah, like, like those little kitchen play sets. Like, I, I haven't seen a kid not enjoy them from right. either gender. Um, like playing, uh, with a baby, like be gentle with the baby, you know, I mean, that's, yeah. I don't, I don't even think of those toys as gender specific, really. Yeah, good. That's great. Um, I, I think it's, it's, it, I really don't think there's a lot of, uh, weight on it too. Like this is just normal. That's, that's a normal household. Like that's a normal household. Like little kids grow up with all of those toys. Like, I guess if you're talking about like some extremist household where a guy is so fragile, he won't let his one-year-old son have a baby doll. But I, I really don't think that's, that's uh, as prominent as we're making it seem, or maybe as I we mean, believe here. Like, I don't think I'll it's be like honest that with you. big a deal. Like I work with a lot of children and, a lot, and like a lot of parents and like, one of the things that I target in small children is play because like play and language overlap enormously in, in development. Like the language that you're using in play is helping you like acquire more and more. And like, once you start combining two, once you start combining, hello. Sorry. Once you start combining two toys in play, like you start combining two words in, in speech, like they're very overlapped. And so one of the things that we like do in language therapy is like, 
playing with baby dolls and like feeding them bobble- bottles and like we recommend to parents that they like get them for their child and like I've had pushback from parents oh he's a little boy why would we get him a baby doll like that's it's not that outlandish and I'm I'm speaking from like my profession like this is like experiences mm-hmm. that I've personally had so, so I don't, let me I don't ask think you this the kid gets what? the baby doll he's a little boy and he punts it across the room do you chalk it up to him being a boy like, I don't, he, he, I, I don't, would you assume, like, he has naturally less interest in that toy? Like, if he punts the baby across the room and walks over to the blocks and starts building something? I don't really understand the question. Like, if he's in that moment punting the baby doll across the room, okay. Like, I, My I point is, I 100% agree with, like, having all the toys available for the child to play with and choose. But I think, like, this is what I meant before when I'm saying, like, just let, let everything fall where it falls like if it lands there it lands there like if your son is in a room one side has monster trucks and one side has i don't know feminine toys like a baby doll and all he wants to play with is the trucks and so be it like it is what it is nobody's arguing against that nobody said i'm not saying i'm just that's just my point Okay. From the very get-go, we were saying, like, give your kid all the toys, all the opportunities, yes, and the chance to become the most authentic person. Yep, you said so, that a few times. I, I agree. Okay. So what I was just saying, you said, like, there's not a lot of families that like, wouldn't give their kid a baby doll. And I was speaking to that point. Like, you mm. just, like, totally diverted away, like, the conversation of what I was saying. Like, I was speaking to your point that you just said of, like, Oh, it's very normal. Like all families have baby dolls. And I'm, I was trying to say, no, it's not that normal. Like, I think you grew up like you had pro- progressive parents and the fact that they provided those things. But I'm saying in my experience, that's not the case. So that's all I was trying to say. Emily, are you there? It's Frankie. Emily just texted me and said, can you hear me? No, we no, can't. we cannot. I wonder how long she's been trying to speak. I know. She said, what the fuck? I'm screaming been for five minutes (laughs) that's so funny anyway this is no longer as frankie's show me being the man that i am i kicked the rap thank you so much for listening to just be frank keep living and keep living well love ya